The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. How do we like our martial arts? We like mixed. Yeah. No. No. AK may not like the mixing of the martial arts, but I think UFC fans will enjoy the mixing of the martial arts tomorrow in the main event of UFC Vegas 58. Big one at 155 pounds. It's the battle of the Raphaels or the Hafaels, however you want to put it. Two guys with first names spelled exactly the same, pronounced a little differently, and only one Rafael or Rafael can reign supreme at UFC Vegas 58. And we're going to preview the card with you right now, live on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. I am Mike Keck. Thank you for joining us. We have Jose Youngs joining us as well. Long time no see, Jose. Mm-hmm. And the Prince of Positivity, the man who loves mixing the martial arts more than any Stop. journalist on the planet. Stop it. My best friend, AK, Alexander Kaylee. Hi, AK. Hashtag, hashtag, keep the martial arts apart. Keep them apart. All right. So we're going to do things a little bit differently here. We're going to we're going to start off with a with a game of trivia for Mr. Jose Young's because he has the elephant brain in the MMA media space. So we're going to make this nice and easy. We're going to play a game of over under Jose over under. Mm -hmm. This is Rafael Fazeev's first UFC main event. And of course, we we follow the Jose Young's rule. Nothing is official till both guys enter the octagon. But we're going to stay positive here when both guys Mm -hmm. hopefully enter the octagon tomorrow. It'll be Fazeev's first UFC main event. Over under 10 main events for RDA. Let me count. So he f- main evented against Felder. He made it against Leon. He made it against Kevin Lee. Usman. I, I think that was the main event, but I think that was a tough finale. 
Uh, Robbie. It was a main event. Yeah. Uh, Tony Ferguson. I think that was tough Latin America. So I, what am I up to? Six right now? Yeah. Eddie Alvarez, of course. Cowboy. Anthony Pettis, of course. What am I up to right now? You're up to nine. Uh, Benson. I think that was in There's Tulsa, ben. Albuquerque. Uh, is that it in terms of main so event? So it has to be over. So it has to be over. This will is be that a, it? A main event? Yeah. Okay. This will be main event number 11 for... Wait a minute. Wait, uh, uh, no. Jose, Jose, can you unplug mm-hmm. your mic and replug it in? I'm getting some weird static on your mic. Are you, are you guys static? Too? Yeah, powerful. It's very powerful. Oh, okay. Just kind of unplug it and plug it back in or something. It's like Barry White-esque. Barry White-esque. Well, well we, we, we fixed Jose's Wait a minute. I, I thought this was RDA's ninth. I thought this was his nope. ninth Fight Night main event. No, main event total. Total. Main event total. Oh, counting the oh one pay-per-view. Yeah, Pettis. Yeah. Would be Am 10. I better, so this, Casey? This would be 11. That's yeah, better. So this, good, Jose. You sound better now. Pettis would be 10. This will be 11. This will be 11. Oh, my mind is scrambling. You know, let me finish putting up this poll. A very important poll first. And then, <laughs> very important. You should have been done with that because now you know what, what question I'm going to ask you, AK. Okay. Not a trivia question, but uh-huh. this is a this is the fight night coming off of a storyline filled UFC 276 event. We're a week away from the ABC event in Long Island. Then it's London. Then it's 277. This is the only remaining Apex card for the month of July. What's oh, the gymnastics scale for this one? Fantastic main event. Some competitive fights underneath the main event. But what do we uh what, what do we rate this that face? I don't like that face, AK. 7.1. It's got a lot of bantamweights on it, which I like. That's about it. That's, <laughs> no, it. No, that's the whole it. thing? No, it's got a lot of bantamweights on it. Uh, and it's got – I'm going to give it the old, the old uh, hey, there's a lot of names on here that people might not be familiar with that could turn out to be, you know, good fighters in the UFC. Like, not I should say good. They're all, you know, they're all talented, good fighters that could turn out to be, like, you know, notable names either in the rankings or, you know, fighters that could be fan favorites and stick around for a long time. You know, Ricky Tercios is in there. I'm a big Ricky Tercios guy. I don't know if he ever becomes, like, a top 10 bantamweight, but I have a feeling he's a guy who could have a nice, like, 10 15 fight run with the ufc if all the cards fall right so and, and i think there's a few names on here like that so i'm not predicting any of these people become like world beaters but yeah if you're kind of looking for some fresh faces um some unpredictability then i think you will be happily served by checking out this card uh if you plan to watch the whole thing um otherwise yeah not you know a decent main card um so yeah i maybe i might be overrating it but i think if everything goes right it's a seven seven point one um yeah Jose, what about this main event? This is a good one. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. We got former champ Rafael dos Anjos taking on the surging prospect, surging contender, and Rafael Faziv. I don't feel like, and it's it's hard to heavily promote this one because of everything else going on, the crowds, etc. But this is a sneaky good fight at 155, and the stakes could actually be really high here. As the biggest fan of high level martial arts competition on mm-hmm. the MMA fighting staff, this one's got a hit you right in the fields, is it not? Yeah, this is a 10 out of 10 main event. And I don't really consider Fazeev uh, a prospect at this point. You know how in the MLB 100, once you have 45 days in the major leagues, 
you're no longer you're no longer eligible to be labeled a prospect. I think once you're five fights in or you're ranked or you get a main event, you're not a prospect anymore. This dude is a monster <laughs> at lightweight. I mean, b- knocking out Brad Riddell and beating Bobby Green and Moicano, like those are one like three names that people recognize. Even Mark Tia Casey, who, you know, is not the highest rated lightweight in the world, but he's at least people recognize that name. So yeah, this is a 10 out of 10 main event. I know I, I said the same thing about uh, Gamrot versus Armin Sarukian. This is right next to that in terms of just high-level martial arts. And then obviously next week with Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez, the UFC is really – I know a lot of people complain about the UFC and matchmaking and all oh, these weird main events, especially when it's like heavyweights, when we get like Volkov and Jairzinho. But these are three straight fight nights, including this one, where the main event is 10 out of 10 in terms of just martial arts. I don't care where it is. I don't care – Who's, I don't care who's watching. I don't care what time it is. I don't care the location. I don't care if it's is a sparring match. This is a 10 out of 10 main event, and I cannot wait for the battle of the Rafaels versus Rafael. I'm glad you mentioned the Jacasey fight because not a lot of people talk about that one, and I feel mm-hmm. like that was the fight that really put Fazeev on everybody's radar because he looked so good in that fight. It was, it was on Fight Island. He was coming off of the loss, so we're like, eh, Jacasey. No, be he Jukasey's beat. He beat back. No, he beat. He lost to Magomed, and then beat Alex White, and then beat Mark Dickey, if I remember correctly. Alex White, that's right. Okay, so coming off his first UFC win, and he mm-hmm. almost he styled on Mark Jacasey. AK, that was yeah. an incredible performance. But you mentioned seven point one AK. This main event is fantastic. What stands out to you in the battle of the Rafael versus Rafael here? Uh, first off, let me say uh, I have made a poll. Uh, as to what the stakes of this fight should be. We had a little bit of a dispute in our internal Slack channel uh, because obviously everyone knows in the battle of Rafael versus Rafael, someone has to change their name. That That is yeah. how these things go. Uh, you know, they're both very famous. Both guys you mm-hmm. would refer to by their first name. So the options, of course, uh, Jose, I put your, your option first, Randy. Uh, Ralph, which is my preferred suggestion. Uh, for a mm-hmm. third option, I just threw Roger out there. You know, that, that, that's a bad name, just... I don't think either guy wants to be called Roger. And then also in other, people can leave their own suggestions. It's close. It's close so far. Ralph at 40%, Randy at 30%. So pretty close. I mean, the top two options, I think, pretty fair. Uh, I have not seen the others. I'll, I will have to look at uh, Producer Casey, you can you can pull up some of those later. I'm sure our fans will have some, some lovely suggestions. Um, but yeah, I just love this matchup uh, for where it is in both guys' careers. This is this is the kind of matchup uh, I, I'm pretty sure uh, our Otno listeners are pretty high on, Mike. Um Sanyos, look, he's been around forever. He's fought the best of the best. Uh, does Fazeev rank up there with the names that he's faced in the past? We're going to find out. That's why you make these matchups happen. I think he is. I think Fazeev is a top 10, uh, definitely a potential title contender. And I, I love that a guy like RDA, you know, he's willing to fight anyone and is willing to take on guys like this who have way more to gain from beating him. Though at the same time, if you're RDA, you're holding on to that spot. I mean, he's number seven in our rankings. That's a very, very high, that's a very, very high ranking. And uh, that's definitely something something worth defending. So I think he sees also, you know, a somewhat favorable fight in Fazeev. Um, Striking-wise, of course, Fazeev can go with anybody. RDA, though, a master of mixing the martial arts. One of the most well-rounded uh, fighters, I think, that I, I would go as far as to say the lightweight division has ever seen. Um, he just does everything so perfectly well. Is he getting to the point now? He's, uh, what, 37? He'll be 38 by the end of the year. Is he getting to the point now where father time and the athleticism gap is catching up to him? Because Vaziv is, is a really, really good athlete um, at 155. And also, again, you add that into his amazing skill level. Is that now the point where he's ready to surpass RDA? Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what everyone's picks are for this fight. Uh, I'm not even sure if I've made up my mind yet. 
but um, yeah, it's it's I I just like I think that the the thought behind the matchmaking is really strong, and, and that's why I'm such a fan of it. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic fight. Can't wait to see it. Besides the actual name change, Jose. Besides the Ralph and the Randy Ito Sanchez or Randy Fazib or whatever. What is at stake here? I don't think a title fight's at stake. I had a couple of people ask me this morning if if maybe they could slide in and fight for the an interim title or a vacant title or anything like that. I don't think it's I don't think it's that, but we have seen Fazib get the attention of one Conor McGregor this week. Conor seems to be mm-hmm. commenting on everything Fazib does on social media, and RDA is mm-hmm. continuously called out Connor to to try to run that one back or rebook that one that that was canceled all that time ago for UFC 196. So, could the winner of this could Connor be a possibility here? Like, are we talking something like that for Connor's return? Are we are we looking that high as far as stakes go, or what do you think happens for the winner? I think RDA is more likely to fight Connor than Rafael Fiz- or Rafael Fiziev, considering that Rafael Dos Anjos and Connor were matched up at one point. And it seems like whenever they're in the same room, they're just jawing at each other. And Connor seems to be one of these guys. Well, actually, I know he's one of these guys where he's even said something along the lines of like, if we're matched up in the past and it falls out, we're destined to fight at some point. Apparently, my audio is rough, so let me uh, refigure this this microphone out. Come back to me, Mike. You sound like a robot. AK, or my co-matchmaker here. Is Connor in play here for the winner of this fight? Oh no, 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 no. That unless I, I would love to see Fazeev fight Connor or RDA. Man, what a what a great full circle moment that would be. Uh, one of the biggest, you know, it would it wouldn't answer, but at least it would give us. I think even closure is a strong word, but just give us something that we want to see that we thought we would that we thought would happen six years ago, six seven years ago. Uh, of course, turned out to be a completely you know career changing moment for. Uh, Conor McGregor. I mean, he loses to Nate Diaz, who of course stepped in for Rafael dos Anjos, uh, and then gets that rematch. Just and that whole sequence just took Conor to the next level. Maybe he would have gone there anyway. Maybe a win over uh, over RDA uh, would have done that anyway. He would become the light uh, excuse me the lightweight champion sooner. But it feels like that Diaz feud was like so essential to what he became. Uh, here's a little teaser, by the way. We will have a little uh, a little article over the weekend, a little discussion over the weekend about uh, some of. C-Mac's greatest feuds, and of course Diaz will deserve some mention. But yes, the Diaz feud does not happen unless the RDA uh, matchup falls through. So I'd love to see that that come around. Um, Connor, I think, has always mentioned that he's like, oh yeah, you know, that's it's certainly something I'd like to do someday. But he said that about a lot of opponents, and we know that Connor McGregor is not going to fight like what nine out of the ten people he's beefed with on Twitter. And unfortunately, I think that also includes Fazeev. Um, even Fazeev himself was like uh, he said on the MMA hour. Yeah, I'll probably fight Connor if I if I lose to RDA. Not not he wasn't saying like yeah, I need to I need to get a win to earn that fight. He's even looking at it like you know, I beat RDA, I'm one step closer to the lightweight title. Connor McGregor is not part of that equation right now. So it's just, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to talk about online. Um it was really mostly respectful until Connor of course kind of just took it a step too far like the next day. We don't know why, but just felt like he needed to so really really throw some insults at Rafael Fazib. So, yeah, I don't think either fight's really on the table. And that's fine. That's fine. I hope that's not I hope people aren't thinking that's going to happen again based on RDS history and based on Fazib and McGregor's recent social media history. I I just don't think it's 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 in play. Um McGregor has so many other options he can chase. Um but of the two, man, I'd love to see Fazib get in there with with McGregor. That'd be really fun. That'd be an absolute slapper. No doubt about it. Uh, before we get to picks, Jose, uh, I think you mm-hmm. sound a little bit better just by t- tapping on the mic there. Uh, what's the big question this main event? What's the what, what's the stand? 
Because we have a few, obviously, with both these guys. But what's what's the one that really stands out to you? Say it, say it again. Sorry, you cut out for a second. We got fireworks going off at 3.15 p.m. Eastern time outside yeah. of my house. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> you South Carolinians are nuts, dude. You guys are all insane. Um, but anyways, what's what, what's the burning question you have about this fight? There's probably there's several, but what's the one that yeah. stands out the most? Well, I feel like I re- RDA has been, what, he's won two in a row at lightweight, but they've been under strange circumstances. Like, the Paul Felder fight was super last minute, and that was Paul Felder's last fight. The Moicano fight was also last minute, and then they ended up keeping it five rounds, much to the chagrin of a lot of people on the MMA Fighting Slack channel. So it was back-to-back really impressive performances for RDA, but they were back-to-back opponents that weren't prepared <laughs> to fight him until, like, basically the f- day of the week of the fight. So... I want to see how RDA does against Rafael Fazeev, who has been basically this is the second straight camp Rafael Fazeev has had in preparation for Rafael Dos Anjos. We all remember when Rafael Dos Anjos called into the MMA hour and learns that uh, Rafael Fazeev was pulling out of their initial pairing uh, back in what was that March? That was was that the co-main event of Masvidal Covington, if I remember correctly. So I want to see how. Rafael Dos Anjos does against a well-prepared opponent and of course I want to see against how Rafael Fazeev does against someone who as AK loves mixes all of the martial arts almost better than anyone else at lightweight if you put if if there was a BMF fight at lightweight Rafael Dos Anjos is one half of that I don't know who the other guy is but Rafael Dos Anjos is down to clown against anyone anytime he's fought in the the tall welterweights and the Neil Magnes he's fought in the the, the guys that no one wants to fight in Leon Edwards. He's fought in Kamara Usman in the main events of tough finales. Now he's fighting against Rafael Fazeev, who a lot of people consider a future title contender. Doesn't, and even Rafael Fazeev said this on the MMA Hour. He, there's, there's few fighters he respects more than Rafael Desanjo because after he beat Moicano, he didn't have to take this fight again, and he did. He's, like I said, he's down to fight anyone, anytime, anywhere. So I want to see how. Basically, too long didn't read. I want to see how Rafael Dos Anjos does against someone well prepared and not on a short notice fight. And I want to see how Rafael Fazeev does in a five round fight against a guy who can strike with him and grapple with him. So, a lot of questions will be answered on Saturday. Yeah, my my biggest one is clearly to me is if this fight gets extended and goes into rounds four and five, how will Fazeev be able to handle all of that? Yeah. So, AK, let's go to the picks, my man. We, uh, you said you weren't really sure, but now you got to jump over the fence somewhere. So, are we going with Rafael or Rafael to get their hand raised tomorrow night? God, Artie is so good. He's so good. Let's let's see who's beating him. Okay, listen, he's lost to. I'm looking at his recent losses. Mel Chiesa, uh, great grappler. So, I'd say a size advantage. I'd say there's a size advantage. Not to take away from Mel Chiesa, there's a size advantage. Leon Edwards, I mean, number one contender at welterweight. No shame there. Before that, beats Kevin Lee. And then Kamara Usman and Colby Covington again. Arguably, two, I'm not arguably, but two of the best three or four welterweights in the entire world. Back at lightweight, though, man, he's a tough out. Is Fazeev, is Fazeev there yet? I guess you're asking me a question, so I'm supposed to answer instead of asking questions back. Um <laughs> you could I'm telling you I have not I really up to uh, as of the filming that we're doing now I had not made up my mind I, I've been waff I've been totally bouncing between both of them boy uh I like this to stay on the feet so uh Fazeev Fazeev by decision in a really competitive really fun fight uh RDA is going to give him some problems he's going to get he's going to you know get some get some good work against the fence get a takedown in there but I think Fazeev's got the athleticism I think he's got some some good takedown defense 
I see him escaping some tr- some trouble positions, winning the majority of the striking exchanges. The RDA is going to land his shots too. He always does, and and winning a decision. Uh, could be could be another. Mo- I, I feels like we're headed for a scorecard controversy. It feels like we haven't had one in I don't know what two weeks. Uh, so there we go. Uh, Fazeev by decision. Jose, your thoughts? Why would you say we're going to have controversy, man? Silly. Um, I'm just going to go opposite. AK, he picked Fazeev. I'm going to pick RDA just to make this interesting. I have absolutely no idea who's going to win this fight. This is very much a 50-50 fight. We've seen Rafael Dos Anjos, like I said, beat two very impressive guys back-to-back, but that was on short notice. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos has also been hurt pretty bad at lightweight, and then he's kind of succumbed to like the weight cut is caught up to him, and he's just kind of faltered in there like the Eddie Alvers, like the Tony Ferguson's and all that. So if Rafael Fazeev, or Rafael Fazeev starts styling early, I don't know if Rafael Dos Anjos is going to be able to, in rounds two, three, four, catch up, if that makes sense. So I, I think we're going to have a pretty good idea of who's going to win this fight after the first round and a half. If Rafael Dos Anjos stymies Rafael Alfazif's like, very dynamic striking, one of the more most exciting striking strikers in this division, I think he's going ha- to cruise to a victory. But if Rafael Alfazif starts implementing his game early, and hurts Rafael Dos Anjos or stuns him or just stymies a takedown and this and that because it's not a, it's not so much you stop one. Can you keep stopping them? Like, you stop the first takedown, great. You stop the second takedown, great. You take, get taken down the third time and you're already tired from stuffing two, it's going to be a long night. So in the first round and a half, we're going to have an idea. But just so I can be opposite of AK, I'm going to say Rafael Dos Anjos just because he's one of the greatest fighters in the history of the UFC. I'm looking at this like kind of Jose is where it's a 50 50 and I'm playing this as if I have $20 in my hand and I have to go up to the betting window and play money line for Z being a minus two Oh five favorite is not like overly shocking, but it is a little surprising with Dos Anjos being a pretty sizable dog here at plus 175. So if I'm going to the betting window with the free $20 and I have to put it on somebody, I'm putting it on RDA at plus 175. I think there's a ton of value there. I'm curious what the RDA decision prop looks like, but I feel like if RDA is going to win this fight, he's going to win it by is going to win it by decision. So I'll lean RDA, but this is a very close fight. It's 50-50 fight, but if you're looking at it from a betting perspective, I feel like there's a ton of value on RDA at plus 175. So should be a great competitive fight. I think it's going to be really close. I think we're going to see the cards. And I think either way, this is going to be probably the most important fight of Rafael Fazeev's career because when you write the book upon, when you write the book of Rafael Fazeev, this fight is going to have its own chapter, maybe two, because win or lose, this is going to be one of those defining fights for him. So can't wait to see it. We also got uh, Kayo Baraglio versus Armin Petrosian. We have Douglas Silva de Andrade against Saeed Nurmagomedov. We got Jared Vandera versus Chase Sherman on this main card. I know a lot of people are kind of scratching their heads, but this is what the UFC does with heavyweight fights. Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunez on the main card. Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey kicks off the main card. AK, what's the main card fight that stands out the most? Because I'm sure you're going to say we don't have a quote-unquote co-main events. We have more of a second-to-last fight, but Kyle Baraglio's got two straight co-main events, AK. How about that? Back-to-back. Listen, and, and Kyle has all the makings of a of a uh, future middleweight. You know, we, we keep talking about 185. It's getting kind of feisty, and he could really be part of that. Uh, we'll see how he does against Armin. I think Armin 
could be a good stylistic matchup for him. I, I do feel like uh, Kyle's going to have an enormous grappling advantage. Um, and I don't think I'll have too much of a problem getting Armin Petrosian to the ground. But uh, yeah, it's I, he's, he's got a great, I think he's got a great marketable look. He's kind of going for this uh, super muscular Brazilian nerd look, uh, which is, again, if, if you got that going for you, more power to you. So uh, I don't really have that much of a problem with him uh, being in like the being the penultimate fight. It's definitely not a co-main event. So this card doesn't really have one. Um, I probably would have just swapped the bantamweight fight with the middleweight fight. I think Saeed Nurmagomedov is someone that should be investing in. And at the same time, I also think Douglas Silva de Andrade, uh, de Silva, is one of the most underrated guys at 135. I think his loss, his only losses are what, like Rob Font, um, Lerone Murphy, and Piotr Jan at 135. That's pretty good, um, and he's beaten some good names. He's got Brown there, and uh, Sergey Morozov, another guy who I think is underrated. So I guess it depends how you view that win. So um, I, I, I would have loved to have seen that in the Colmian event, um, but I'm a big Anthony's guy. People know that. Otherwise, you could have gone Calvillo and Nunez. I also like to advocate for the the women's flyweight division to get a little more shine. But um, uh, entertainment wise, I'm not sure how great that fight's going to be. Calvillo fight's going to be pretty ugly. Um, so it could be entertaining, but maybe not in a in a second to last slot um, on the card. But um, yeah, yeah, I really love bantamweight matchup. I think I think it's like a huge test for Saeed. Um, again, someone I think is legit, absolutely legit prospect. Uh, I, I just I don't know if I'm favoring him here. I know he's favored odds wise. If he if he can uh, beat uh, De Silva and convincingly, oh, man, again another another killer at one thirty five. Another guy who like probably could be ranked in the top fifteen. Um, but just because of the depth of it I might not make it. But that's really is one fight to watch for sure. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down and new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's the Jose Young's main event outside of the actual main event, Jose? Mm, I'm interested in how Kenny and Jekyll and Carl Roberson plays out. Carl Roberson, of course, was like a like a pretty dynamic middleweight that just kind of couldn't get his weight cut uh, down. I know he's coming off of three straight losses, but I'm pretty sure it was like Tamar Vittori, Brendan Allen, and don't tell me. 
Khalil Roundtree, if I remember correctly. And even before that, I'm pretty sure one of his his other loss was like to Glover to share. So he's losing to the best of the best. Kenny Njoku is like a, an incredibly tall, uh, powerful Nigerian fighter. I think he has a win over. He beat he beat Carlos Olberg pretty violently, if I remember correctly. In in I think that was Carlos Olberg's official UFC debut. I know he won on yeah. the contender series, but I can't quite remember. Uh, and obviously, Jared Vendera, Chase Sherman. I think that's just going to be a sloppy fight. I don't expect the winner to fight past his fight in the UFC. Maybe the, the I think I saw a lot of people in the comment section saying, "Is Cynthia Calvillo fighting for her career?" I think it just depends on how she wins, if or if she loses, how she loses. Because Nina Nunes, I don't think is going anywhere. She's pretty beloved uh, by the masses. Well, so is Cynthia too. But like you said, the fights can get pretty ugly. Uh, and then I'm curious to see how Anthony Shevchenko versus Corny Casey plays out. And if I am a betting man, I am pretty confident that ends in a split decision and the loser is going to be pretty upset because <laughs> that's usually how Courtney Casey fights go. Unfortunately, she like, if you look at like we talk about Angela Hill, just being on the wrong end of split decisions. If you look at those losses, like who, who'd she lose to? Like, I know she lost to JJ Aldridge by split. I'm pretty sure she lost to Michelle Watterson by split fleece herrig maybe if i remember correctly I and then even, too, yeah. her, even her win over angela hill if i if i remember again if i remember correctly like these are all like they could go the other way all one judge has to do is score for the other person they could flip it uh i think she's nine and nine ten and ten ten and ten something ten and nine something like that so i have a pretty i'm pretty confident when i say that fight will probably go to a split decision it's going to be a fun fight but someone's going to be upset yeah, main card fight. I mean, Michael Johnson, Jamie Malarkey is going to be super fun. Jamie Malarkey is is yeah. hilarious. He on his Instagram story, he was doing his UFC media photos and he had his shorts on backwards. So he caught himself and said, oh, "I vittoried myself" or something like that. It was very very funny. Uh, Low key banger is the first fight of the night. Ronnie Lawrence versus Sidiakub Hakramanov is going to be redonkulous. This fight deserves better. Okay. I'm not here to complain about much on this card, but that fight deserves better. It deserves to be higher up on the card because it's going to be really, really good. And it's going to be outshined by something on the main card. And it's probably not even going to be in the running for a fight of the night or a potential performance of the night. And kind of stinks because both these guys are really good. Ronnie Lawrence had an incredible debut and Hakramanov had a great debut too. If uh, he fought Trevin Jones on like super short notice and got a finish. So this fight is awesome. I don't like that it's the first fight of the card, but it is what it is. Here we are. David Onama gets to stay on the card, so I'm excited to see him fight uh, against a young whippersnapper named Garrett Armfield, who I've been pretty high on for a while. Tough tough ask on short notice to make your UFC debut against a guy like Onama, but these two guys have fought before, so they are familiar with each other. and Different weight yeah, class, too. Just, just, just like Onama did, he debuted at sort of a, a not-ideal weight class and obviously now 145. I think Armfield, when he sticks around, probably 135 going forward, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He's pretty much made a name for 35 and he's a good fighter. I've been talking about he's one of those uh, Sanford MMA guy or I'm sorry, uh, Killcliffe Kill MMA Cliff. guys. Can we just Kill keep Cliff calling MMA. it? Can we agree we're just going to keep calling it Sanford? Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a while for that, but uh, no, <laughs> it's we are. We, not. Have to, we, have to, we have to be professional. All right. It's called. Yes. It's officially called. Kill Ian Mercado, it's also he's also Ian Mercado Gary out of Killcliffe MMA. Uh, it's Ian, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, Ian, you're right. Ian Machado Gary. Yes, I thought it was the order. It was for sure. it's Ian yes. Machado Gary out of Kill Cliff MMA. Correct. I love his name. The Kill Cliff thing is just throwing me off. <laughs> Kill Cliff. I think it's called Kill Cliff. Really FC, which is, I think, I oh, think it's actually. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. But Onama, Onama and Armfield fought 
four years ago. I think it was both their. I know it was Armfield's last amateur fight. And Onama won a unanimous decision, but it was a very competitive fight. Uh, I was at 45. Uh, he's been in there with Ronnie Lawrence, went to a decision with him. So, I mean, Garrett's a good fighter. He might just be a little undersized for this one, a little bit underexperienced for this one in a way, just because Onama's just, just on, a, on a tear right now. But love the matchup. Garrett deserves this opportunity. And uh, and good on him. So it should be a fun card. Like, listen, we're not. There's a lot of competitive fights here, no doubt about it. The main event's fantastic. If you're just if you're gonna spend your Saturday watching this card, you're gonna be you're gonna be happy about it. There's there's some good fights. There's gonna be some good finishes. There's gonna be some bangers in here. It should be fun. And we'll talk all about it when it's all said and done. We'll talk about before as well with people's free free fight show. But now let's hear from you. Let's hear from the peeps. Let's hear what you think about this card. Let's hear what you think about this main event. Let's hear what you think about Loki Bangers. What name? What should be the name change for the loser of the main event? I mean, there's some fun ones. Going through it, just this is just a fun game in general. Ralph, Ralph is taking the, has Ralph has taken a commanding lead, by the way, 37%. 37%. Grunkle, Ra- <laughs> I was going to put, but I think Grunkle would have won for sure. I think Grunkle had too much of an advantage, so I think I left Grunkle out. Uh, obviously, Grunkle would be at like 50% right now. So I wanted to keep it R-related um, or whatever Handolf. people suggest. Yeah, it could Right. Handolf. Yeah, exactly. Handolf, Handolf. Dos Anjos would become Handolf. That sounds kind of sick. Yeah. Like in a good way. Like sick like maybe a kid. Maybe he wins. Maybe like he wins. Sounds so cool, yeah. He might tap I mean, the man on purpose if he could change his name to that. And by the way, guys, I'm not insulting. For any Randys, Ralphs, or Rogers out there, I'm not insulting any of your names. I just think like these guys... Who wants to get to have their name forcibly I'm changed sorry. to anything? If your name's so. Randy, I'm sorry. You're usually the named after the bully in every TV show growing up. Okay, fair. <laughs> yes, but I'm not. There's nothing inherently wrong about the name Randy or Ralph or Roger. Or Ro- Roger too. They're just it's just a bully name, and Ralph's usually <laughs> the name getting picked on, and Randall's the one that's always squirreling to the teacher. I'm not I'm saying sorry if your name begins with an I'm R. You're just, you're, 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 your name begins with an R. Your life is just. You don't have no choice what to become when you grow up. That's just who you are. <laughs> that is a Jed Mashu take right there. Let's see what the peeps have to say here. All right. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, some, sorry. Before you read this, Mike, Papa Chuck suggesting one of the other, they should have their name changed to another Ninja Turtle. Donatello, Leonardo, or Michael. Oh, that's good. Donatello Dos Anjos. That's actually a pretty badass name. That's pretty, that's the thing. These are all good names, though. Yeah, that's the thing. These are all might be improvements. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can RDA drag Faziva to deep waters like rounds four and five and drown him? So, Jose, we, we both mentioned that one of the big questions we have is what happens if this goes to the championship round? So th- I, I think it's pretty clear, although we don't know if we're just guessing based on experience in the past. RDA probably favored more in the latter rounds, but. Is this a situation where if RDA doesn't can stifle Fazeev, like you said, first round and a half, he doesn't get flowing like he like he typically does in these fights? Is this a situation where RDA could just drown him in rounds four and five? Yes. Yeah, like absolutely. Rafael Dos Anjos is the man. Like if he, Rafael Dos Anjos has fought five, could fight five, like get off the couch and fight five rounds essentially. Like I know the weight cut is rough and that could catch up to him, but. I guess it would depend on Rafael Fazeev's game plan. If he just starts attacking the body early and we just get another replay of Glover to share versus Yeri, where Glover's like, those body shots caught up to me in rounds four and five, and I was just tired. If that's Rafael Fazeev's game plan and he just starts connecting with body shots and we don't see the damage in the first two, three rounds, one, two, three rounds, 
And then four and five, Rafael Los Angeles was like, God damn, that was a rough weight cut. And I just got kicked in the body a whole lot by an absolute monster from Kyrgyzstan. Then, yeah, it's going to be a rough rounds four and five or Rafael Dos Anjos. But Rafael Dos Anjos has been kicked in the body a lot. I'm also pretty sure he did his camp in Novo Nyao, and they just kick steel beams for fun. So I have a pretty, I'm pretty confident that if Rafael Dos Anjos makes it to rounds four and five, he's going to win. But that's a tall, tall order against Rafael Fiziv. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure on that because of because uh, of the weight cut because of the 55 thing. Um, I mean, uh, what what are we basing uh, this five round RDA on at 55? I mean, are we going back to our, all the way back to Anthony Pettis' fight, which is how long a decade ago now? So I, I just kind of I, I I don't put too much weight into the that he's going to dominate if it goes late, only because of the weight cut. If it was at 170, I think RDA is a different fighter, but he's undersized at 170. That's the problem. But, um, yeah, I'm not so sure. But that's, that's the fun part about this fight. There's a lot of mystery right there in, in terms because we just don't know who Fazeev is in the later rounds. And at some point, RDA is going to get old. And it's tomorrow night the night. We don't know. I mean, RDA's last two fights were five-rounders at 155. So, I mean... And he looked pretty damn good later in those fights, too. I know... But, but, but you know I, mean? I think, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I think there were different circumstances. Yeah. I think when you're dominating for definitely the Moikana fight, when you're dominating like that, you're, you know, it's nothing, nothing, you know, nothing saps your cardio like getting kicked in the stomach or punched in the head a few times, right? So if Fazeev can hurt him, can do some damage and do some, put some work in in the first three rounds, that's going to sap the gas tank, right? Was that felt? Right. And it's just, it's, was that, was that it's just overall last experience. Fight? Hmm? That was, that was yeah. Last fight? That was the last fight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And should not have been, and should not have been a split decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it? just it's just a different feeling going five rounds. You know what I mean? Like I think Sarukian sort of had to deal with that against Gamrot. Like it was their f- first time in their UFC careers that both went to round four and five. But Gamrot's fought five round fights a million times, so yeah. him being in those later rounds was nothing new to him. It really, it really just level. comes down to how much damage RDA is going to have to take to get to that round four and five. Until then, yeah, because the McConnell fight, he took what, zero damage, so he couldn't have gone twenty rounds, you know. But um, we'll see. Yeah, he looked RDA looked fantastic in that fight. I know it was a guy coming in on short notice, but Moicano was rolling, and I actually thought stylistically it was an interesting matchup. It it actually I actually thought Moicano actually matched up really well with RDA, and RDA shut him down fast. That was a good that was a good showing. All right, uh, this one's for Jose. Did Jose win every spelling bee as a kid? Y'all need to get it, get him on some game show stat. Listen, I, I I love the game show idea. Stump the the ESPN show. They had a game show called Stump Schwami. the Schwab that uh, yeah. Stump the Schwab. Oh yeah, with, uh, Stuart Scott. You used to be the host of that show, the late great Stuart Scott. I used to watch it all the time, and all these people would walk in confidently thinking they could stump the Schwab and answer more trivia questions. And then Schwab would just crush them. And I feel like Jose no. would do that to most people in, in, in an MMA I never, sphere, so. I've never won a spelling bee, but in eighth grade, I won the geography bee. And that's oh. literally the, that is literally, that's a harder because you have to know where things are. And I've, that is the only competition I've really ever been in at like a school setting. I've won a lot of like sports and comic book trivia. I'm very good at bar at pub trivia. Um, and then of course people try to beat me in between the links, but it's all, you know, rigged as they say, as the kids say these days. 
I'm just waiting for uh, Gumbo Cat to come face me. But, you know, he has other things to do, like going to fights as a fan rather than working it. <laughs> uh, we have to make that battle happen. Basketball player the, alma maters. That's my specialty. That's all I'm saying. Stump yeah. the Schwab. Because like, also like Mike Bond, of, Mike Bond of MMA Junkie needs a spreadsheet. I don't. Wow. Wow. The call out. The call where's out. The, where's not, the horn? No. Where's the horn, it's damn it? That's a call out. It's not a call out. It's just facts, <laughs> dog. That's what I'm saying. I didn't even get, it wasn't even worthy of the horn because, yeah, like you said, it was just facts. Yeah. That's a Conor, like, that's a Conor McGregor like, non call out, call out. Yeah. Like, also, these <laughs> Conor McGregor, people keep talking about, like, oh, why is Conor like, dilly dallying with Rafael Fazeev? This is not new. To Connor, like he had that weird beef with Paul Felder for a long time. He still has that beef with Rafael dos Anjos. This is like we all know that Nate Diaz wants to get out of his contract. He's down to clown and fight whoever. I think like Connor's fights are infinitely more interesting when there's like sizzle on it. So he just puts his finger in all of these like lightweight beefs, so you can just blitz through his contract to be done with it. You know, so if 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 Rafael Fazeev has beef with Connor, they fight. Is it every, That's all. Exciting. One fight down. High five Los Angeles, one fight down. That's why he always kept picking at Paul Felder. So if that fight ever happens, there was a reason for it to happen. Another fight off his contract. Like, that's just the reality of it. But then it'll be like someone like Donald Cerrone. Who would you, did he even, yeah. he even have beef with Donald Cerrone before that? It was well, just- he had called out. Connor and has said he'd fight Cowboy like two years prior. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, so I'm going to fight him now. The guy that has the most wins, I'll beat him. Like, that was it. Smartest prize fighting move in years. Connor fighting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough of Connor talk. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, we talked about we talked about this briefly, but I feel like it's worthy worthy of more talk. Is Cynthia Calvillo fighting for a job on Saturday? She's lost three in a row when she welcomes Nina Nunes to the women's flyweight division. I think there's a very good chance she's fighting for a job on Saturday. I know Jose sort of said it all depends on how it goes. I mean, if these two go out there and just beat the hell out of each other for 15 minutes and it's fight of the night, then no. But I feel like other than that, other than a Calvillo win in any way, shape, or form, it's she's going to be teetering for sure. At, at, at best, she'll be teetering. AK, I if think- Nina Nunes beats Cynthia Calvillo on Saturday, is are we moving on here? Yes, Cynthia Villa will not be a UFC fighter uh, after or whenever they decide to make that call uh, if she loses on Saturday. Um, some, as someone I think the company really likes. I think they've booked her in good positions and they've given her a decent promotional push. I think she's had results for sure. I mean, she had a nice run there for a while. She's got good wins. Her second fight, she took out Pearl Gonzalez, who's also getting a big push once upon a time. Um, JoJo Calderwood, Courtney Casey, we talked about uh, on this card, and uh, just guys. So she's got she's got some. I know people say just guy, whatever. Just guys again is one of the t- has been one of the toughest outs at one twenty five for a long time. Um, but yeah, listen, you lose three straight fights. Uh, sorry, it will be four straight with the loss of Nuno Nunes. I, I don't know what they do with you. I mean, they've certainly kept um, they've kept fighters around in this division. Uh, at a women's 125 uh, on the streaks, just again, the aforementioned I, because I think it is a good division, but it's not a deep division. And that is one reason that is in her favor. It's one, and it's, if it's a competitive fight, possibly even like if they surprise us, give us maybe a fight of the night. Again, it wouldn't be my front runner, but you never know. That's the thing with fight of the night, it can come out of nowhere sometimes. Um, definitely they would keep her around, but I think it's that kind of effort. Yeah, she either has to win or put on a fight of the night winning effort, um, or at least fight of the night like contender. To, to have a chance because uh, yeah it's just it's just been a while it's been a while since she's had that she's looked kind of like um uh 
you know, what we thought could be a top five contender once upon a time. Uh, and uh, the UFC waits for no man or woman. So I do think um, this will be her last fight in the UFC if she loses to Nina Nunes. Everything you said makes sense. But then I look at the card and many fights farther up the card. We have Chase Sherman fighting. So who knows? <laughs> Chase Sherman coming off four straight losses. He did them a favor, yeah. though. I remember, remember technically 100%. he was released. Really, oh, hold on. Technically, he was released. Remember, he, he was released after a third straight loss, and then they had to re-sign him. So he did. He actually already was cut um, during this streak, <laughs> during this losing streak. So that's a different That's he's, a different. He's that's been a weird cut multiple case. times, yeah. Yeah, and then why is he on the main card? I don't know. But they are doing him a favor because he did them a favor fighting a friggin' and beast in Romano. three losses in a row. And, yeah. Oh, so no, that it's could only also one fight above him. It's only one fight above him. I thought it was, like, way above mm-hmm. the card. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is Calvillo's last fight at 25. Maybe she really has to get her diet back down to uh, uh, down to straw weight again. Because That'd be amazing if she could, but she missed that weight like three times. So I just don't know if it's an option. Yeah, just I, I, unfortunately for her. How about for Nina? It'll be three straight losses if she loses this fight. Is her job on the line? Uh, I think, oh boy, again, another, listen, they like both these women, you know, the UFC definitely likes both these women, I, they're both company I, women, they've stepped up, yeah, go ahead, Jose. I think it would, she would get another shot, because it would be her third loss, but there was like a two-year gap between those, because she had a baby, mm-hmm. so like, who knows what, how well she would have done fighting, if she was, that was also at flyweight, I mean, strawweight, if I remember, it wasn't, because that was Tatiana Suarez's last fight, like, Tatiana Suarez beat Nina and Saroff at the time, Nina had a baby, changed her last name and she still came back sooner than Tatiana Suarez which is just a travesty but I think she gets one two more especially because this is a new weight class for this is a new weight class for right yes this is her yeah. first fight of flyweight yeah she, she, I think uh, first time in the UFC, UFC. first time in the UFC yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 so I think she'll get an, at least one or two more shots I agree I think she'll uh, I think she'll come back for, for yeah for Nunes I think she I think she can lose and still have another fight but what's your actual prediction for it though hmm Hmm. It's close. Let me see what the betting odds are. Uh, Calvillo is a minus 140 favorite. Nunes comes back at plus 120. So close. I'm going to say Cynthia by decision. I'm with that. Okay. Yeah, Calvillo by decision. This is essentially a, a strawweight fight. Too. Yeah, this is essentially like yeah. a strawweight fight, but happening at 125. Yeah. So it's good. And that, Again, and that was one of the big. Really, that's just one of the big problems for Calvillo is that she just could not make one yeah. fifteen. So well, she's it, getting a- it's a, it, it's because like Cynthia, who did she who she lost to like Shukagan, who's mm-hmm. so much taller and longer and beats yeah. everyone not named the champion, gets yep. crumpled by Jessica Andrade, and then gets her does. face yeah. and then gets her face broken by Andrea Lee. Like yeah. three fight, like three fighters who are just physically bigger and stronger than her. Yeah, yeah, three true true flyweights, not um, mm-hmm. yeah. Unfortunately, not straw weights. You just can't make straw weight, I guess. Yeah, and she has the draw against Marina. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Yep. Was that a true draw? I can't. I can't remember that fight actually. Was that, yeah, was, it was, a true, uh, it was that a true was, draw? Yeah. Yeah, but that was the fight she came in five pounds over. Yeah, I think oh, she had. That was her. That was her last fight at, at flyweight at straw weight. That yeah, was remember she, when lost. she was on the scale like shaking, I think, or is that when she fought in Buenos Aires? Because she's missed weight a few times. <laughs> We're losing yeah, track of her bad, bad weight cuts. Yeah. Yeah, that was the uh, Marina won the first two rounds. That was the DC card, I believe. That was the Overeem yes. Jarzito card, and uh, Kelvio almost finished her in the third and got a ten eight. So that was, that was a clear draw. Just the way miss kind of soured that a bit, but I'm going Kelvio as well by decision. I think the third round is going to be nuts either way. Um, it's going to swing in one favor or the other, but 
Um, yeah, give me Calvillo to, to just kind of outmuscle Nunez down the stretch. We got a lot Anything of interest. In, um, a lot of interest in Jose's um, background here. Jose Young's actually read all those books in the background, dude. Is read, man. Yes. Is there any book back there that you just maybe goes? I'm gonna get to later, but I like. Or you, you've actually gone through every book back there. What like that I that I haven't that I haven't read yet? Yeah. Um. That's fair. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Not just- really. I mean, all the books that I'm currently reading are like. By on my bedside table, on my coffee table, like nothing back here. I guess technically, lo- like Lovecraft, I've read these stories because it's all HP Lovecraft, mm-hmm. but I've not read the comic version of it. Same as like Moonshadow, I read this all these as a kid, but I've not read the collected version yet. But I've read all these stories. Yeah, yeah. There's not. There's nothing up here I haven't read. There you go. No. <laughs> you go first. Was yeah, that was that, that Rain Man's thing? He had read all his books. I remember, of course, he memorized the baseball like almanac. No, Rain Man just Rain Man's just had was he just had like a photographic memory and could just yeah, recite yeah. things off the top of his head. Yeah. I think he also Shakespeare. I think he didn't. Yeah, I did not remember. I just watched the movie recently. Probably. I'm embarrassed. I don't remember. There was a thing where he, I think he said he had read most of the books on like his in his room or whatever. Was he good at yeah. counting toothpicks too or something? I mean, they yeah, they, they said he has like like his character had savant savant <laughs> oh, syndrome. Like, yeah. anyway. I thought I remember it's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he counted the toothpicks. Remember the toothpicks yeah, that's thing that came and from. something about an escalator. They were in an escalator. That's where that came <laughs> from. Yeah, the math, like the the escalator oh, math thing. Here, it all came from Rainman. There is a book I haven't read, but that's because I just bought it. Oh, show it. Flex, Ode flex to, on it. Ode to Kirihito. I bought this in Las Vegas. I just literally haven't got to it yet because it's my newest book up here. It's looks a heavy. Re- is that, is it that is a, a novel? Re- what is that thing? Actually, no. It's, it's a manga. Oh, oh, gra- oh, graphic. It's, okay. it's, it's a manga that has been put, like, put all together for American audiences, so it still reads left to right, but it's the creator of uh, Astro Boy did this. Is it lighter so than it looks, or are you just super strong? It, it, is, it is significantly light. Most mangas okay. are light. Because okay. I was like, the paper mangas, are printed on, mangas are printed on lighter paper than right, American right. graphic novels. Hope that answers everyone's question. We're learning so much. Look <laughs> <laughs> this rain. Okay, <laughs> we've got so many questions about Jose, but and, why? And, and I, I want this one answered. And I, this, this, I think this is coming off as a negative question, but I'm not gonna, I'm not throwing this out in a negative way because I, sure. I think it's, um, yeah. Hmm. Hey, man. I'm sorry. I pull it off, Brandon. Yeah, that's it. I just want to say, like, I, I, like, Julie got this for me, and I like, I was like, I want this necklace, and then like, then I saw Israel Adesanya wearing, I'm like, damn it, because I have, I bought my Kotsky shirt before him, but he wore it on like a UFC broadcast, so everyone's like, oh, you're copying Israel Adesanya, and then I had this. You can ask Oscar Willis, Braukamoto, John Morgan, all the reporters, because I just showed up immediately. They're like, are you wearing pearls? I'm like, yeah, they're dope. And then like a month later, Izzy's wearing them, and everyone's like, oh, you're copying Izzy. I'm like, god damn it. Like, <laughs> oh. I don't have, I don't have enough, my fingernails aren't long enough, so I'll never have French tips. Not that I would. Nothing wrong with that. I just – I always get something, and then Izzy gets them, but he's always on a, like a television, so everyone thinks I'm copying him, and that's just not the case. <laughs> Weird timing. Maybe that's the true what originals. Meant they never get recognized. They yeah, never get recognized. That's what he meant when he said, um, he was like, hey, you know, you know, I can do your job, but you can't do mine. That's what Izzy was yeah, talking yeah. to Jose. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah, dress yeah, like Jose, true. but Jose can't dress like me. Yeah. 
That's very true. <laughs> Pearls are a flex. Nah, I guess. It's also not how you spell. I, it's also not how you spell my last name. People always put an apostrophe for some reason. Silly. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, back to the main event. <laughs> if RDA can take Fazeev down and hit him with ground and pound, he will win. How good is Fazeev's takedown defense? It's really good. It's not good. Yeah, it's, it's solid. It's very solid. And again, I have to mention again, athleticism gap, athleticism gap. RDA is an awesome athlete for his age. Don't get me wrong. He's 37 and for a guy who's been in the wars he has. But like Casey kind of said, at some point that that difference in age will catch up to you. I think it's, uh, what's physique, 29, 30, something like that? 29. 29, 30, yeah. So like seven, seven, eight years younger. And again, RDA at his age, it looks spectacular, but... Um, like how many how many uh, stuff takedowns can he can he fight through? You know what I mean? Like that's going to train you. How many? How much that that work against the clinch? Who's going to have? Who's that going to take more out of? You know when they're you know just grinding against the fence, things like that. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't I don't know if he can just take uh, Fazeev down at will. Maybe early on he gets one or two, but like I said, I think Fazeev is is really strong, really fast. Has obviously probably been drilling takedown defense like crazy um, in in this camp. And I, I just don't know if RDA is going to be able to hold him down uh, to the extent that he's able to really lay in some substantial ground and pounds. So um, I get I get why people are seeing that like that's his route to win a decision or even to to finish um, Fazeev, but I I don't see that uh, fight I don't see this fight going that way. I, I think what people are trying to say is like R, RDA has to mix the martial arts if he wants to win Fazeev. If he can keep it a stand up fight, I think we all yeah. pretty much agree that he wins. But RDA yeah. has to mix them up. And that's not yeah. taking anything away from again from RDA because RDA's boxing is top tier. RDA is, yeah. is like an A level MMA boxer. Like let us never not question that. It's just that Fazeev, I think, we just think is just a notch above that. Yeah. Fazeev also has wicked counter striking, like with his specifically yes. with his kicks. He has that tie like Muay Thai ability where if you kick him, he just like throws a body kick immediately. Like all yeah, 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 the just same like those way. reactions. As soon as it touches, boom! Yeah. Like the whole like or like, you hear, you hear like coaches say, "Oh, sorry." I was watching a bunch of Jose Aldo fights the other day just because that's what you do on a Wednesday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And Aldo does this thing where he like jabs into a kick and there's no time in between. Like it's just one fluid motion. Fazeev does the same thing. And I really want to see how Dos Anjos handles that. Especially because, like I said, I'm pretty sure RDA did his camp at Novo Nyao, So he's seen that technique before. So I, well, I want to see if, if Fazeev brings all of these skill sets to the octagon and like say it doesn't work what's plan b i'm very curious well also fazee better hope that rda hasn't been paying attention to this twitter beef with connor because you know he might try to dodge an axe kick and then rda turns, <laughs> sorry he might try to dodge a high kick and then rda <laughs> changes direction turns to an axe in, in midair would this apply to other techniques could 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 uh could rda throw like a right hook and then turn it into a flying elbow drop midway through if if Fazeev, we don't know you know, Conor McGregor has opened up this whole door of like, why are people not changing the trajectory and angle and speed of their strikes midway? The guy is just always on another level with his striking analysis. Yeah. And, and, and RDA might be, have taken all these into consideration. And then Fizzy tries to get cute with the, the lean back with the Matrix move. Again, he might end up mm. eating an axe kick or a, a Randy Savage elbow drop to the face. We don't know. So, so definitely something to consider. <laughs> that was an excellent sure. description, AK. That was wonderful. Big if true. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take one more, Casey. Uh, one more, one more. Someone just said Ruffalo, Ruffalo for the. the I like chain. the one. Someone said Rufio. I love Rufio. that one. Like from like from Pan. Rufio Fazeev sounds really good though. Like it has to it's be a downgrade. A, it has to be a downgrade. The guy who did Rufio's voice, 
to bring it back full circle, the guy that played Rufio, I believe, does the voice of um, uh, Prince Zuko in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Who, which what? is, yeah, what? I'm pretty Wait, sure. Why? I thought the guy who yeah. played Rufio had passed. I just wrong then. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I got. No, I, 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 there's a lot of times I think actors have passed and they've been alive. Like, wait, how like, does? They've like, AK, well you, know, you know the Avatar. Boom. Not knowledge more than Jose. No, no, not at all. I, I know Hook. I know Hook. I, know, I thought, and I remember. I thought being as sad like the actor who played Rufio passed, but I could completely be making this up. Uh, I have no. I'm looking, and I'll, I'll look it up right now for you. I'm sorry. I apologize for upsetting people yeah. for even suggesting it. Uh, I, he I is am, alive. He's alive. He's very alive. He's very alive. You've been like living in sadness for years. Now. <laughs> I know. Well, he is very I was also, alive. He's very also, alive. <laughs> I was. I was correct in my in my factoid. He's not only alive, that he did do the voice of Prince Zuko. <laughs> yes. His name is Dante Bosco. Dante Bosco. Mm-hmm. Are you going to apologize, AK? I do apologize. This is like all those people who are like always in our comments like, rip Joe Rogan, huh? So I just did, I just did rip Rufio, and I apologize <laughs> for upsetting people. That was messed up. Uh, I got to so check now, my back. Instead of, instead of doing mixed martial arts chant, you have to do the Rufio chant from Hope. Yes. Yeah. Well, I do that all the time anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who'd never make this mistake uh, Israel Disanya. so he was right you know he could easily do our jobs he would never he, he definitely knew he definitely knew Rufio was still alive he definitely knew okay uh, one last question uh, um, I, I like this one let's, let's not talk about fighters anymore let's just talk about us hobbies outside of work Casey go I'm either I'm either at this desk or I'm over there in my gym. I really my my life is really kind of just boring right now. It's just getting sweaty of other men and talking about sweaty men and women. <laughs> and I, I, I listen to I listen to a lot of, I listen to a lot of doom metal. Yeah, so that's about it. Jose, what do you guys think? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never really a, talk about your hobbies so it's hard to say i mean i wish you'd be there more open about your passion my hobbies that. all right my three top hobbies are reading book chilled like co- picture books or comic books as the kids call them these days um watching japanese animation or anime or reading mangas or you know having another human being just cut me up with ink on my body permanently so those are my three hobbies in life AK, uh, I'm a big basketball guy. I think people know that who follow my Twitter. I love watching basketball. It's my probably I, I know more about basketball than anything in the world. I love playing basketball. I'm not as good at playing basketball as I am talking about it, but I can dribble without I don't know falling over. So there you go. I enjoy so basketball is like a huge part of my life. Uh, I'm a big movie guy too. I love talking about movies and like pop culture and TV. Check out guys if you haven't seen the uh, you love to see it podcast. It's an excellent movie podcast. Fanbite.com. So you should listen to it anyway. And then check out the episode that no, I'm what is on. It? Actually, about. tell me what is it? You love to see it. What is it? Uh, it's I'm called looking for a good movie. Podcast, yeah, yeah. It's actually. called you love to, you love to see it or you'll see as the fans call it. Right. Uh, you love to see it. It's with our, our pal Fernando Plachas is on there, of course. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Danielle Riando is also uh, brilliant, and they have guests. Sometimes they have dopey guests on, like myself. And I did every episode recently where I talked about uh, the master, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master, and I got super super pretentious. That's a dope so you guys, movie. So you guys have seen me nerd out about <laughs> MMA. If you want to see me nerd out about movies too. Uh, check out that podcast, and again, just in general, it's a really, really good Why podcast. Why they not and that's it. me? Jeez. I only have two passions. I, I drink a lot of milk too. There you go. So that's my my three hobbies. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I hang out with the fam. I like to lift weights. I like to play golf, uh, and I like to do cannonballs in the pool. 
I'm a big cannonball guy. I don't go to the pool to just rest and relax. I do fun jumps, flips, jump into tubes. I'm like a nine-year-old at the uh, at the pool here. So uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. And it doesn't count unless you yell cannonball before too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, all my jumps have names. Most of them I made up <laughs> myself. So, uh, oh, yeah. It's What's a Mike Heck original? Time. What's a Mike Heck original jump? Uh, there's one I, I call I Forgot What I Was Doing, and it's just me. It's me falling on my side with my right arm underneath my right leg, and I land like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know those jumps. Like you, you go up there, you, you have an idea, but then like right when you lift, you kind of forget what you're doing. You just kind of freeze in the air. And then it became a thing. And then it was just okay, <laughs> Daddy, do the do the you forgot where you were doing jump. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. Yep. All right. That's exactly. All right. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. And uh, real quick. No, it is not. Stop it. Happy birthday yeah. to Ariel Hawani. It is not my birthday. Are you saying it's not Ariel's Ariel birthday? Are you saying it Ariel's is Ariel's? Line? Listen. <laughs> Matt Maggio, you're half right. It is Ariel Helwani's birthday. It is not my birthday. So happy birthday to the man, Ariel Helwani. I believe he turned the big 4-0. 4-0. Today, I believe he's a, he's a real boy. Uh, so, yeah, what a, what a legend. Someone, uh, someone on Twitter was saying your 20s are like the the Jordan Kobe eras. So basically every year you're born, like every year age you get to, you get named after like a basketball player. So when you turn 23, it's your Jordan year. When you're 24, it's your Kobe year. And then someone turned 30 and someone was like, oh man, what are some good running backs? And now in the fort, who's in the 40s? Fullbacks? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mike Allstott, like, baby. Yeah, like like when you turn 42, you can get Jackie Robinson, but like who else? Pedro Martinez, you're 45, but who else is there? In the 40s. Andre Karolenko, 47. <laughs> Tony Fossil. No, yeah, he was 47. AK Pascal Siakam, 43. That's a good one. Yeah, Ariel, keep an eye on that. Pascal Siakam, Siakam for sure. 43. Dennis Eckersley. Ooh, Basically, middle there. relievers of the 1980s. There you go. That's your 40s. That's yeah. all about. So. Jordan wore right. 40. You can be Jordan again with 45. That's, oh, there you go. Well, no, when, well, no, when you're 245, you're Pedro Martinez, the greatest player okay, ever, right. you know. The greatest pitcher of the 90s and 2000s. True story. For AK, for Casey, for Jose. I'm Mike Heck. We're out. See you at 5.30 Eastern tomorrow for the People's Pre-Fight Show. Good night, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.